With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Recorded live. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there goes uh, Ed Sullivan again, right? <laughs> right. So today is uh, December 18. It's Monday. It's a week before Christmas. And uh, me and Katie, we are on our second session. We're going to be talking about the top 20 differences between men and women, uh, starting with, uh, let me look at my list here. Uh, we went to number one. We talked about number two. I think we touched on number three, but I don't know how deep we went in there. We got to do that. But, um, uh, yeah, we did. It was, it was hilarious talking about, uh, you know, how folks are. Multitasking? Yeah, yeah, multitasking. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you was touching on something. And I wanted to um, record this because it's you're, when, <laughs> when we get to the point where it's time for me to talk, uh, I'm going to give you a gift and then teach you how to actually use the gift because you have a gift and women use it, but y'all misuse the gift because you don't know it's a gift and you okay. don't know how to use it. Yeah. So anyhow, you're okay. talking about, okay, start from the beginning on that date, you went out. Okay. So... <clears throat> Um, Dan and I, so Dan is his name. So Dan and I met up. Um, we went to um, Franklin Square yeah. for the light show and literally showed up as soon as the lights went off. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, um, I think some of it, like through our, through, through our landmark experiences, have kind of been like, all right, it's, it is what it is. You know, it happened. Yeah. We, we got to yeah. see five seconds of it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so I decided to go on a little adventure and walk around yeah. and ended up, uh, you know, picking a bar and sat down and just, you know, had a few drinks and talked for probably a good, oh, geez, like four hours almost. Wow. Nice. Um, and so what started coming up was, you know, what went well, what didn't go well. <clears throat> um and then some of the conversation, what I was starting to touch on was, you know, and again, you were in my, the back of my mind the whole time of like how our how needs were not being met. Mm. And the one thing that I remember is, so I've been, I, I worked a lot and it was in the goal of like working on getting this promotion. And he said to me that, he felt that because I was working so hard, he needed to work so hard. And so I would Ooh, I'd be done. I didn't, I didn't yeah. remember hearing you say that before. Ooh. No, you I hadn't was, gotten there know, yet. Oh, got that. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I got something to say about that, too. Go ahead. Okay. So, and, and it, that kind of reminded me of what you had said about, like, men want to be the providers and, and things like that. Yes. And I said to him, and he and he always wanted to make a contribution. So before I got my most recent job, I actually had asked him, "Hey, um, uh, how do you how do you feel about the fact that I'll be you know I'll be making more than you?" And he said, 
it's totally fine with me as long as you allow me to contribute. Yeah. And so one of the realizations that, and, and, and what I said to him is like, you know what, I don't think I allowed you to contribute towards the end because I was trying to take on so much of the relationship and, you know, quite a bit of the financial burden as well because I wanted you to be able to take the time to, you know, take care of your business with the, the divorce and selling the house, but never actually communicated that to you. And yeah, his, so let me, so, his, so, so, no, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, keep going, sorry. Yes, so his part was he wanted, well, he, he one, wanted to contribute, but he also, I, I, I'm not sure, I forget what he said exactly, but he saw that I was working so hard, so he felt that he needed to work just as hard or harder. Yep. So that because he wanted to be able to provide for me what mm-hmm. he felt were were the things that I wanted and needed. Right. And that's, you know, more like monetary, like being able to go out and you know, go to dinner. And I said to him, I I don't I don't think I ever like yeah, every once in a while like going out, I don't mind that. What I really wanted and needed was just for you to be home for me. Mm-hmm. When I came home from a stressful day, you know, we could cook dinner together. Rather than you feeling that like, oh well, if Katie's not home, then I don't, need, I shouldn't be home, and so I'll just keep working. Yeah. So, so we this will... is so critical. Don't don't lose what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna give okay. you some gold right here because this is this is the part of the problem. So it's more than what you. I got that you got the part you got. I'm going deeper. Okay. So, um, men, men's life is if I can't make a difference for you, if I can't contribute to you, then what good am I? Because you you bring children, you bring beauty, you bring emotions, you bring communication. All we got Mm -hmm. left is protection and resources. If that ain't good enough for you, then we're useless. Right. So that's part of it. Another part of it is that 90% of the women, if they're the one making the most money, they're going to treat their male partner like a child whether 10% mm-hmm. child or 100% child, because I'm in charge because I got the stuff. So you need to listen right. to me. And mm-hmm. so we end up feeling like we got to earn our adulthood in your eyes when you're making more money than we do. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're going to treat us like a kid. And you're not going to respect us because we're not protecting you. We're not making you feel safe and secure because security is on your job because you don't want to make any money. You don't want to kind of have right. us be more secure than we are, than we can do for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, unless you actually clarify that, get to the bottom of all of that, it's just going to be a subconscious game, it's a subconscious tick, subconscious glitch in the game. You know, it's a, uh, what do they say in the, in the software world? Um, it's a glitch, but it's something. They got a different term for it, you know. Um, uh, I forget the term. Will come. Oh, yeah, it, it's you know, it's like you get an app. The app is doing weird stuff, you know. Um, I forget what you right. call it, but you you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Like, like if he's not clear how he could make your life better with him in it than without him in it and you're not clear at making sure he gets it, then he's walking around playing basketball, but he don't know the rules of the game. Right. 
And so he's going to be, like, trying his best, and he don't know what works. Half the time women talk about happiness, which they really mean safety and security. I'm not happy. Right? So, okay, so we we go get your flowers. That ain't nothing. How we know? You ain't tell us. Right? So it's like, you know, it's just a game of, um, how do you call it? Um, You know, it's it's a game of, uh, it's a prank. Yeah, it's, it's like a prank. But you're pranking us, except for you're not really pranking us. You're punishing us for not getting the prank, figuring out the prank. Right. Like, ugh. So I kind of feel bad for him. I'm not saying it was going to work anyhow. Right. But but I feel bad for him because if you don't, if you, women don't feel, it seems to me, the women don't feel clear, don't feel comfortable being straight because you're worried about, you know, being wrong or getting caught aside because you committed to something that didn't, the other person didn't, so now you don't feel safe and secure. So you don't say half the stuff that you need to say. But right. with a man, if you don't say what there is to say, you're creating your own lack of safety and security because now he don't know how to help you, and then you're going to get mad at him for not reading your mind right. or figuring it out. You, you follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, painful, yeah. extra painful. It's worse than, you know, I feel bad for him for not being in, for him feeling like he got to work that hard. Right. So, I mean, part of him working that hard was because he was also paying part of the mortgage on his previous house. And then paying part of the rent here because again he wanted he wanted to contribute. Sure. Um. But and I was taking on you know like the food bill, the extra bill, the rest of the rent, um, and like so many other things. Yeah. And he just like all all I wanted was his time. Yeah, quality time. Right. That's that's what he. That's that's your main love language or secondary love language. But he, he don't know that. And if it's not his love language, y'all are fucked. Excuse my friends. Right. No, that's fine. Remember, <laughs> I got the I got the trucker mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be potty mouth all you want. I'm just saying. You know, right. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. He if if, if 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 that's not his. So it seemed like his was acts of service, which is why he kept trying to do more stuff for you. Right. Well, so that's definitely mine. Right. So mine, acts of service is huge. Is I just want to do stuff for the other person. So I wanted to make sure he had a meal cooked for him. So Mm -hmm. I would, you know, when I was cooking, if I if I knew I wasn't going to be at the office late, you know, I would be, I would cook the meal. But then, what was getting frustrating at the end is he would, you know, I'd be home cooking. Yeah. Uh, or at least, hey, when when are you going to be home? And if I could time it, so it would be so warm. Right. right. And he yeah. was saying, and it, and he would stay, he would stay late at work, and he'd be like, okay, leaving soon. But then an hour and a half later, oh, I'm leaving now. Yeah, that's because he's over there still trying to do stuff and try right. to look good and try to you know accomplish stuff, even mm-hmm. though he's he's coming from a you know he's in a weaker position than you right. uh, out in the world, right? And so, 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 so maybe in addition, you know, so I don't know what his other love language is, you know, his second main love language, you know, but right. uh, apparently, apparently that's where you guys met is that uh, acts of service together. Mm-hmm. But right. all the time is his, is yours, but, you know, I don't know if it was touch for him, if it was. Um, so I know. know quality time, definitely. So and what I learned on Friday is that, he was trying to get everything done at work so that he could 
have quality time when he came home. Ah, got it. But the but the the disconnect with that is you told me an hour and a half ago that you were leaving soon, so I got dinner going so that you it would be ready for say an hour hour and a half because it takes him about an hour to get home. Yeah. And by the time he would get home, then I was getting ready for bed. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so there was no real responsibility around agreement, making agreement. Keep right, and it right, and there was something from his um, his forum that his leader said to him, and it really it 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 strikes so true, is we never created rules within our relationship. We never right. created, we never outlined or said, hey, when I'm making dinner, and you say you're leaving home, you know home at this time um and i, I mean just with it and, and that's and, and then i mean i guess the biggest one because i never said that you know i never really put a firm like hey if you don't get divorced we're not going to be together mm-hmm. because that was something that was very important to me yeah yeah um and it was It was never so. We had so much that we didn't define at the beginning that it became the I oh I already thought you knew that, and yeah. I I just remember like this past year was I mean the worst of all of them I think, mm-hmm. um, but he was going through like a depression and was staying out late and not letting me know where he was, mm-hmm. you know to the point that I was just worried. You know it was really late and yeah. it was literally like hey I'm not trying to keep like track of you I'm just trying to know that you're okay because it's really late and you said you were going to be home and so it was just not like there was just I felt disrespected in those in that that area when he would do that and all of this like came out in the in the conversation on Friday and it was just enlightening I guess I got it okay got it so um so there was two things. There was one thing I was gonna. I wanted to have this recording for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this conversation, so I could put it in in here, uh, so you'll always have it. Uh, but you also just now gave me a second thing. So okay. when it comes to communication, the most important aspect of communication for relationships is knowing how to make and keep agreements. And the way to make and keep agreements is you have to understand each other. And so right. there's a, there is a concept, um, a saying that I got out of uh, the Conversation with God book series. You familiar with that book, Conversation mm, with God? No. Yeah. Okay, have you heard of it? Nope. Oh, wow, okay. That's one, of the biggest, most, that's one of the biggest, most popular books on the planet, even though it hasn't been much out about it in the last couple few years. But mm-hmm. uh, um, this guy, Neil Donald Walsh, he must have read like 30 books. But uh, the first one was called Conversation with God. And he wrote the book because he was so pissed off at himself in his life, he wrote this, this uh, nasty, angry, painful, hurt. It's really mostly hurtful, but it's had a lot of other stuff in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And letter to God like four in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he sat still. And then like he went, he went dark. And then he woke up. And then he looked and he saw this piece of paper. It said, uh, uh, do you really want to know the answers or are you just venting? <laughs> and then he's like, he wrote some more, and then he went back in, and it turns out that he was channeling God, 
And that's our conference call conversation with God, right? So he's asking mm-hmm. these questions, saying something, and then he would sit there, go go under, and then write whatever it was told to write, right? And so it was a journal for a little while, but then God tells him halfway through, like, this was this is meant to be a book. He's <laughs> like, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Right? And so, so, you know, he has so many things. And um, the thing that made me so uh, connected to the book was um, he, God kept saying stuff in this book that no human being has ever said before. And I'm listening, and I'm like, nah, ain't nobody ever came up with this idea before. This is not something that we would, we would come up to as a conclusion based on life. This is just not that, right? So right. Uh, the, thing, the thing that blew my mind, and then I'll tell you what the, uh, the thing is that I got out of it that I want to give you now, is that the thing I got out of it was he started talking about the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Neil's like, hey, what about this? What about this? What about the Ten Commandments? God says, what commandments? Who would I command? It's only me. If I was going to command me, what would I say to me? I didn't say Ten Commandments. The language in the time period it was written did not have the word in the distinction commandments. It didn't have the word commitment because it was like what I was saying was the Ten Commitments. And what I was mm. saying is that when, you, when you're getting closer to God, these are the ten things you're gonna that's gonna give you your your hint that you're getting closer to God. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not lie. Like those things, you won't want to do those things as you get closer to God. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying you won't want to. <laughs> like mm-hmm. nobody's that, that's got to be come straight from God. I mean, like right. no human being would ever even come up to that conclusion ever. Not mm-hmm. from that one, right. So for that point forward, I mean, like really connected to the statements and the ideas that came up, you know? And so one of the ones that came up is that nobody does anything wrong given their model of the world. Everybody's doing the best they can. It's just already being coming from a higher level of consciousness or lower level of consciousness or like from the bottom. Hmm. And so, you know, I'm because of that, I could, I could be with people knowing that no matter where they're at, they're not doing anything wrong in their world. They're just right. not. The question is, what's their world look like? So as a right. coach, what I'm doing is listening for your world so I can help you rearrange the world in a way that actually works for you. Right. And the world that actually works is a principle-based world. So, you know, if, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. Because uh, this is so critical to relationships. If you don't really get this, it's going to be difficult for you to be able to make a re- a- agreements, which means it's going to be difficult for you to make a relationship work. So mm-hmm. if if you don't understand how the world is set up in in somebody else's mind, not like be a mind reader, but by, by, by being a mind listener. Right. And so what that looks like is um, if you took, if you're selling a house and you had 10 different couples come in and they looked in the living room and you said, hey, uh, how would you design this house? I promise you, you're going to get at least 10, if not 20, or more different design styles. Right. Right, because, because that's how they have live, living rooms in their head. That's yeah. their model. They're, they're going to be describing their model of the world when it comes to living rooms. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, people got their model of the world around relationships, around sex, around sports, whatever, right? We all got mm-hmm. our individual ones, right? And so... Um, you know, when I listen to people around relationships, they have their models of the world are the equivalent of having the baby carriage in front of the fireplace, the sofa in front of the door, 
you know, right. the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the the stove right next to the bed in the bedroom. I mean, like they got this stuff. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> it does not work, right? So I have to use. I, I don't have to, but I use principles and um, principles to describe so people can get connected to them because we're principle-based creatures, whether we use them for good or for evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, uh, you know, people. Uh, are short-sighted in general. They don't see, like, the long-term action. So a lot of times when I hear people with a story about their relationship, I already can see how it's going to end, the likelihood of it ending. So one of the right. things I like to like one of the things I like to do personally as a coach is I want to drop the bomb at the end. I want to tell them the butler did it. <laughs> what do you mean? What butler? What are you talking about? There was a butler in this story, and then I walk them back right up to the point where they're at, and then they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, damn. And they get the whole world. <laughs> and now I can start talking to them again. You know what I mean? Like, wake up. Okay, stop fighting where you're at. Because I want to change their mental model so they can actually be happy. Right. So, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, you guys are not sharing your mental models because you don't even notice you're not sharing them. Right. Now, nobody, unless they're talking to me or they coached by me, most likely is going to be able to tell you what their mental model is. But you now that we're having this conversation, we'll be able to understand other people's mental models better. Okay. Okay? And so we're going to talk about principles at another point. But, um, the, you know, so that's, that was the second thing that I was going to bring up. I did not know I was going to bring that up when we were talking. Okay. But the first thing I was going to bring up is that um, I'm listening to you talk about um, you know, how you felt about that, right? About, you know, you didn't feel like jumping on his bone, but you still were friends and so you hung out, blah, 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 right? And, right. you know, I can, I can hear you still being conflicted. Oh, completely. Right. And the conflicted, the conflictedness is what made me say, okay, no, we got we to gotta record this. So I want to give you a way to manage your conflict and with men okay. and in people all from now on. So, um, women's greatest gift to men is your ability to make us better. You can't make us better men, but you can make men better. Right. Do you want me to say that again? Did that land fully? No, that landed. Yeah. So you can make men better, but you can't make better men. So in other words, you don't have the capacity to improve us as a man, but you have a capacity to improve us as a human being, yeah. which, will, which will reflect in our masculinity. Right. But we have to translate it to masculinity, which we would normally do. Mm-hmm. But women can't make men better because y'all don't think like us. You can't talk to us like that. But what you can do is improve us. And how you do that is through your belief in us. Right. You believing in us makes us feel like a hero, makes us feel successful, it makes us want to do more. It's the, it's the, it's the, uh, the boy giving the apple of teacher syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, you know, you'd be happy when we give you the apple. We, you know what we want to do tomorrow? Bring you another apple. We wish we had two apples when we gave you the apple. You're happy. <laughs> right? So your happiness, yeah. your shiny eyes, that's, your praising us is enough. That's all we need. We will do everything else. Now, the challenge is because you all have the capacity to make men better, you don't know 
who to work with to make better. You want to make everybody better, which is a great Amen. gift. But the, <laughs> but the problem is you need to work on the ones that, that you can and should be working on rather than everyone. Yeah. Right? So, so you want to know who you want to be with and who's the best type of person for you. And, yeah, you want to make everybody better. But what's more important is you want to choose who you want to make better. Right. You need to have standards. Mm-hmm. And your standards are going to be based on principles. And at another time, we're going to talk about principles, I promise. Okay. But, um, yeah, you want to be able to identify principles, the principles of the person that you're dealing with. Because most of the time, y'all are looking at our potential and know you can smooth out our rough edges and make us better. And you right. can, but you can't make everybody better. Mm-hmm. That's not a distinction women have. I can make anybody better. I can make you better. Right. And that's what y'all do. Y'all, 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 thank God that y'all can do that and y'all want to do that. But you just think <laughs> the skill set to make everybody better. So when you're dealing with people, men, you're dealing with, if, they don't, if they're not doing what you want them to do, then you see their potential and then you want to help them enhance their potential so that they can do the thing you want them to do and then y'all can both be happy, right? Right. So the thing is that you got to look at their potential and then you need to be able to say to yourself straight if you have the capacity to really uh, improve their potential or not. Right. So if I'm a musician and you're not a band leader, you're not a manager, you're not an advertiser, you're not a songwriter, you're not a, a, a facility, you know, owner with properties where you can send them to these concerts and have the people run it for you and all that stuff. If you don't know how to make a musician into, you know, a, 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 you know, a hero, you don't know how to get them to be like the greatest musician on the planet, you don't have that skill, then you only got two other choices. Mm-hmm. One choice is don't care if you ever succeed or not. You just love them as he is. Right. Or, or walk away because you know two years from now you're going to be pissed when he still ain't a hero. He still ain't a hit. Right. So it's, I guess some of the conflict comes from the, so the person I was talking to before he did the forum mm-hmm. and the person I'm talking to now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's the last of recognition. Oh, my God, I get it. <laughs> it's like... The like what you're saying is I have seen so much potential on him um, throughout the years, and he's I mean as he can see now you know has had um, problems with or issues or whatever with the, his integrity with his word. Yeah. And it was I mean this past year of just I you know I I believe in him so much like I just I, I, and always wanting him to be the best person that he can be. Right. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm getting like upset about the sound. I got it. <laughs> and um, just always being there for him and just helping him like with job searches and um just trying to do as much as I could to be there to support him and 
it, it, like, it, honestly, it wasn't until the forum that he has literally acknowledged how much that I've done in the relationship mm-hmm. and that, and how much better he wants to be and, you know, wants to be, you know, for me, for his kids and everything mm-hmm. and like that. It's kind of like a, like, why now? Mm. Well, I mean, the Lamb of Form does that to people. I mean, I didn't know until I did the Lamb of Form that I was still in love with my high school sweetheart 19 years after I broke up with her. Wait. I knew she was, was going to break up with me. That's why I did it. You know, it's like I can't take another minute. <laughs> I already knew she was going to do it. But still, I mean, I did not want to break up with her. I wanted to marry her and still be with her today. Yeah. She saw something, and I don't know what she saw or didn't see, but, you know, she was like, uh, this ain't going to work. Got to go. And, uh, okay, broke my heart and, it, and um everybody every woman i dealt with was being compared to her yeah so no, nobody had a chance you know what i mean but it took 19 years for me to figure it out where am i for and yeah. it's just like i get i i see the, the man who he is now mm-hmm. um and the man and the you know the potential and like you know how he he really is you know working to change and change you know his his integrity with his word and um and how and it, like it makes me angry at times too because it's like now <laughs> mm. um yeah it's like I'm happy for him that he's now seeing this. I'm sad for him because I'm not necessarily there with him to help him with it. And but I, but yeah, I'm still in like we're, we talk to each other every day. Still, it's mm. not like the way we used to talk, but it's, we still say hello every day. Yeah. And it's like I, I don't not, like you said. I mean, I'm completely conflicted and completely not sure about where I even stand in all of it. Yeah. I get it. Completely lost. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're disconnected from him and conflicted that despite the fact that you're disconnected from him. And you've got legitimate reasons for being disconnected with him. You have legitimate reasons for the relationship not working. And, you know, you're still dealing with, well, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. The potential in you, yeah, your, your your capacity for enhancing other human beings is part of is a major part of the conflict, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, you know, there's different ways of looking at this. I mean, you could look at this from the standpoint of, you know, him having been your teacher, and you being his teacher. Yeah. Um, because, you know, now you both uh, learn so much more, um, but it's time to separate. You could do that. Um, you know, you could say, listen, you know, I don't recommend what I'm about to say, but, you know, you could say, listen, let me deal with this with, with Tony for three months, and then let's see how I feel at the end of the three months. You could do that. Right. Um, you know, or you could be like, you know what, uh, I'm going to take this day by day. Whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, but keep your mind open for somebody that's more ready for you than he ever can be, quite frankly. Because one of the key elements of being in a great relationship is the person that you're with, the relationship 
you your life is better because they're in it than without them. I don't know if you're ever going to get there with him. Now, you could feel great, but the actual life itself being better, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that capacity I feel is like, there. Yeah. I feel like my his life would be better with me in it. Yes. But I don't necessarily feel like it works vice versa. Yes, I got it. Yeah, and, it, and you, you, you deserve it to be for you. You know what I mean? Right. So... Yeah, and it's hard to walk away from somebody that you love so much, you know? It really is. Oh, man, I know. Second woman that I, I, I fell in love with completely, um, she, you know, when she finally did dump me, you know, I was trying to get her back for a year and a half. I, you know, one of the things that killed me uh, was she was part of my paying karma, paying back my karma. She was part of that because I was a jerk before then and I was cheating and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff and, she was my yeah. girl on the side. She was my girl on the side. I eventually promoted her to be, you know, the top chick, you know. <laughs> and uh, once once she got promoted, then she just started paying me back for the next year and a half. And the final straw in the, uh, the final spear in my chest was her um, having him over. I'm sitting out in front of the car. I'm sitting out in my car at the time in Jersey City, you know, looking to see her. Like I'm hoping I can see her. And she comes out. And then he comes out behind her, and then. They start making out in front of their house. Mm-hmm. And then the kids come out, and then the kids are playing with him and her. Oh, that was the final spear because she never got affectionate with me in front of the kids ever. Huh. And, like, like no, like, you, no, you, you can't be around my kids. Like, she kept me as – she didn't keep me quite as a secret – but she definitely was not putting me on display in front of her kids. And I heard her on display in front of my kids. My kids didn't like it. My daughter didn't like it at all. But still, I mean, I was trying because it was like, hey, you know, this is, this is relationships. I mean, I didn't know nothing back then. But still, the fact that she never, I was with her for almost three years, and she never got that way with, with me, and she was with this guy that way with him, like, almost instantly. Ugh. On the addition yeah. to the fact that she dumped me, that was just, that was, uh I got so many spirits sitting in my sitting in that car. I, I can probably, imagine. I suppose even was able to get out the car. I should have been pinned to that chair forever, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I I you know, but but she really was, you know, a lesson, a gift of karma for me. Because uh, right. she did to me everything I ever did to anybody else in that year and a half time. So clean my slate. I didn't know her at the time. I I, I didn't find out out till a few years ago. Oh, she cleaned my slate. Damn. Uh, <laughs> it took some time. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, so um, <laughs> maybe that's part of what's going on for y'all is that y'all are each other's uh, lesson for uh, the greater good coming forward. Right. Maybe. Because that's the one way to look at it. Yes. Have you ever seen the movie Good Luck Chuck? Uh, I think I see pieces of it. I mean, I know it's hilarious. Good luck, Chuck. It is hilarious. Yeah. So basically he, um, I don't remember what exactly happens, but mm. after he has been with a girl, like she'll get married right away mm. or something. Like he, he becomes this like charm. And so all these girls want to sleep with him so that he mm. can, um, so that they can get married to the next mm. person that they meet. And then he ends up, 
falling for this one girl and he doesn't want to do anything with her because he doesn't want her to go on to the next guy after mm. him. Um, <laughs> but I, I said, I said to my friends before that like, I feel like, in a, like I feel in, not in that way, but you know, the I'm, I'm good luck Chuck mm. and that a guy is with me. Mm. And then I feel like the next person they're with, they end up like marrying or like. I got it. Damn. And like, I always like my, oh God, my toxic relationship in college. Like I told him, I was like, the next, the next woman that you're with, like, I know you're not going to cheat on her. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, like, well, he, funny story, he ends up cheating on her mm-hmm. while they were married and now has a stripper pregnant and, mm-hmm. um, he just got shot by the cops. So that's dodgeable on that one, but mm-hmm. in general, it's always kind of felt that way. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe, but, uh, I know you talking to me, uh, is going to straighten out your relationship dysfunctions right. and your ability to choose, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not going to be able to work on him unless you no. get him to, uh, hire me. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Not, not just him, but whoever the next guy is for you. You know what I mean? Like, like that. Right. Um, but you know, um, you, you, all you can do is give your best, do your best, get learned as much as you possibly can, and you know, um, live your life to the highest levels you can. You know, what I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like you want to you want to have somebody who's a match for who you always wanted to be. Right. It's more than it's more than just be a match for who you are because. You might not know how much you don't like yourself. I was just talking with somebody well, back and forth today on uh, Messenger um, with this woman. I'm like, so, you know, um, when are you going to start learning? Like, what is, you know, something like that, whatever I said. She was like, um, I said, what what do you need to, you know, what's one of your your trouble spots that you deal with? She says, well, you know, I don't uh, don't know if I'm ever going to be somebody who's good at opening up. And I was like, how ironic that is, because the reason why she called me up in the first place is because there was some stuff going on with her guy who was in another state, and her family, his family is trying to sabotage the relationship, and she called me because she wanted to contact me because she wanted to figure out what's going on because they wasn't being forthcoming. I'm like, huh, sounds like karma to me. Right, because you're not being forthcoming, yeah. Right, right, right. So what I had to teach her was that, you know, being... Uh, open, you know, being open in your communication is always a good thing. The problem is not whether you're open or not. The problem is who you're being open with. Hmm. I don't. I haven't gotten back to her to see if that's if she actually really got that or not. I'll, right. I'll check in when we finish here with our with our session. But um, yeah, it's not who you. It's not are you open. It's who you open with. Some folks don't deserve you, your openness. Yeah, actually. The conversations, yes. so again, so the conversations before, like he did before him, yes. he, he, oh my God, he literally would say like, oh, you never told me that. I'm like, mm. I know exactly where we, we were, where we were sitting when it happened, when we had that conversation where I literally told you that. Mm. So I was literally talking to a brick wall until he did mm. before him. 
Mm. And it's not into the form that he has like truly heard me. Mm. And that's the most frustrating part is we're now having like we we used to have these great open well but seem to be open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Open conversations that you know, he he wasn't coming from nothing and so he wasn't hearing me. And you know, wasn't hearing me when I said, you know, I'm asking, hey, can you let me know when you're actually going to be coming home? Or, you know, it's like just the little things that would help me with my needs. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's just like so frustrating that now he hears me. Yeah. But when, <laughs> it's just, oh my God. You know, it's interesting. Um, you, you might want to check in once in a while in my Facebook group, Creative yeah. Relations, because uh, I posted something earlier, uh, or late last, middle of last week, about the fact that um, people don't always remember what you say and do, but they always remember mm-hmm. how you made them feel. Huh. And yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a long post. I put down all kinds of things about it. People's like, oh, my God. One of, one of the people um, in the group, she says, oh, my God, grasshopper. Said, oh, my God, what did you just do what? When did you get so wise, Grasshopper? He says that's Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll put down like 13 or 14 different mindsets that you could bring to replace, you know, the mindset that, um, you know, you're annoyed with, um, uh, you know, you're doing stuff that's uh, leaving uh, a negative impact on other people. And so what you're saying right now is that you had such, so much negativity in the, emo- the emotional culture of your relationship is so destroyed that even if he's talking this good stuff, it's hard to make up for the three years of him making you feel crappy. Right. You know what I mean? The the emotional culture, like you've been bankrupt for a long time emotionally yeah. in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so now he's putting putting some currency in the in the emotional bank account, but it's too little too late. Even if it's even if it becomes permanent. It's like, how do you undo the other stuff? Right, and I think that's where I struggle with having the landmark educa- education because, mm. I mean, you, you know, basically you're putting the you're putting the past back where it belongs, back in the past. Right. But to me, it, I I struggle with that part so much mm. when it comes to like this relationship and I mean, even relationships with my parents, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to forget, you know, Hey, you didn't move in right away. Hey, you yeah. on your feet. Hey, you didn't get divorced. Hey, you didn't do this. Yeah. Well, I've learned the hard way that there are some, there, uh, there are sometimes you, you can't talk yourself out of, a situation that your actions put you into. Right. And his actions, you know, created your feelings right this minute, the struggle that you mm-hmm. had, you know, and, you know, you're at the point now where you can't stand any more struggle. You're not prepared. You're not ready. You're not willing to put up with any more challenges, right. you know, even though you still love him and like him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You might want I'm to like just a, look, I'm, I'm, like, emotionally drained. Yeah, you might want to just consider doing cold turkey, you know, really. Yeah. Because until you could actually complete this whole thing, you can't create a new situation. Even if you create a new one with him, 
you got to put it in the past. You, you, you're not complete. You're still dealing with the incompletions. So you right. might want to go cold turkey, you know, for a month or two so that you can actually get complete. So the, the girl that um, ended up dumping me, I told you she was my side chick, and then I promoted her to, to you know, <laughs> main chick, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> oh, my God. This is what I'm about to tell you. It's part of how come I got to be a relationship expert, okay? I really... <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the lessons that makes me unique compared to a lot of other relationship coaches, I'm telling you, okay? So uh, I met... I was selling cars in Jersey City, and I met um, her. I met this woman. I'm going to give the names because, you know, you'll never meet them. It's fine. And I might give them last mm-hmm. names. It's fine, right? So right. Uh, I met this... I was... Um, we used oh, the Saturday sale, and we call it um, uh, what do you call it? National Rack Day. That was a, that was a joke. Um, this is 1985, and uh, National Rack Day was we was going to be uh, giving each other points for um, the quality of the of the women's breasts that was our customers. So we was <laughs> National Rack Day. We were looking at the breasts. We was like comparing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he had the his customer had the best breasts, right? National Rack Day. That's what we called it. Oh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that that day, I sold. I think I sold three cars that day, which is you know a huge, huge deal, right? And then um, uh, another friend of mine, he had a big day as well. And um, uh, so Tuesday is my day off, but I came in for whatever reason. I don't know, get a paycheck or whatever. I don't know what. And I'm sitting at the manager's desk, and this woman walks by, and her eyes glows over, and her mouth opens up like she saw God or something looking at me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so I had to say, yo, I got to go talk over it. So I'm going to get her name and number. Her name is Donna. Me and Donna hit it off really right away. I mean, mm-hmm. the first time I went to her house, she, she took care of me, if you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she felt so bad about the fact that she did it. She's like, listen, you know, if, you, if, you, if this is too much for you, man, now's a good time for you to leave me alone. Um, I could understand it because she just felt like she just slut-shamed herself by doing what she did. And she's and kind of like, like, I don't normally do this, but yeah, exactly. She's like, <laughs> so I was like, look, for me, that was like, that was that's perfect. The reason because I'm like, I don't want to deal with somebody who's got who's got sexual uh, um, hangups. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. It was good. I mean, that means we ain't got no, we don't have sex as a problem. Good. And so we started dating and whatnot. And somebody uh, introduced me to uh, Lorraine. Lorraine was the one who eventually ended up dumping me. Okay. And and. Um, uh, I'm selling cars, and somebody uh, came to uh, buy cars. She's like, you know, my my cousin, she would like you. I think y'all should meet. All right, fine, you know, because I'm not a tax or nothing. You know, I, I met Donna a couple of months before then, and then I met Lorraine, and then Lorraine is this Indian-looking guy, and he's, oh, my God. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> but I, was, I wasn't really paying that much attention. I mean, it's cute and everything, but um, then I hung out with Donna. It turns out that Donna had a major alcohol problem. She was one of those functional alcoholics. You go to work oh. and handle business, but as soon as she got drunk, it was like ugly. So we was dancing. She she had me come to a club that was in the neighborhood. And we was dancing and she's talking smack and she's drunk like a like two motherfuckers. Oh my mm-hmm. God. It's like embarrassing how drunk she was. And I'm around mm-hmm. and there's a couple of people that actually worked at the dealership, right? So we're right. dancing we're dancing and then she starts dancing with me and she starts you know, rubbing her butt up against me, and then she flips yeah, her yeah. face. Then she flips her face in my crotch. I'm like, Oh my god! 
I don't know what to do with this, y'all. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know what to say. That was just too much for me, right? Right. So I was, so I was like, listen, we got to get out of here. So at the time, like I was It's just different like, in front of work people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, that wasn't my fault, man. I'm serious. That wasn't my fault, you know, like, what was I supposed to do with her? I mean, okay. So we got in the car. And uh, I still didn't know how to drive very well. I just learned how to drive, but she had a car. And I was like, oh, no, you are not fucking driving because I'm killing us, right? So I took the keys from the car, and then I, we drove, and uh, I drove her. She lived in um, East Orange, and we was in Jersey okay. City. So uh, driving, and then she, um, uh, about six stoplights from her house, we are sitting in the middle lane of three lanes at a, at a red light. As soon as the light turned green, she opened the car door to vomit. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I, then at the same time she opened the door, I heard, <laughs> that means that if she'd have done it a half second later, she'd have hurt herself if not killed herself by opening the damn car door. Oh, my God. And vomiting. And she was so embarrassed she didn't drink for a week. She knew she was in, you know, in trouble. But for that point forward, I was like, oh, no, she's a mess. I, I, I can't rely on her. I'm done with you, yeah. You know, I wasn't done with her, but I knew I couldn't, I knew I couldn't commit to her. Right. But she was still fun. Long she wasn't drinking. Mm-hmm. So a couple of months, about a month and a half later, or something. I remember uh, hanging out with Lorraine because she came by the dealership because she worked. She lived near the dealership, so she came by. Or I came out and met her, and she worked near the dealership. She lived by the dealership and worked by the dealership. So I came over there. We started mm-hmm. talking next morning. Next, you know, um, we started making out. And I don't know what happened, but you know, all of a sudden now she's my side chick. And I told her I had a girlfriend, and she was okay with that because she came here from Guyana. I'm telling you the whole story. She came here from Guyana with her two kids and her husband just really wanted her to come and bring the kids and then she, he's going to take the kids from her and then send her back or whatever. He's just like, fuck you. I just want the kids. That's how he wants for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, that was painful. I understand. And she is fine, 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 super fine, man. Oh my God. So, yeah. um, and, and she knew when she first saw me, we was going to hang out together. She, she told me later, I, I already knew that was going to happen. I don't know how long, but, but you might, dude. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So um, she was hanging out for a while, about uh, not quite a year. Um, started me, I think we met in May or June, and then uh, Christmas, one one before Christmas, one day um, uh, I was going to go to Donna's house. I used to, I would stay home. No, I would stay at Donna's house on and off the whole week. And then I would go home Saturday because I was going to be with my daughters on Sunday. But this particular Saturday, uh, Lorraine happened to drive through the dealership. She smiled at me, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I told Donna I was going to stay home, um, and I'll come by after I'm with the daughters, that, you know, and so 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 it's fine. And I was like, okay. And so I go, I pick up Lorraine. I, I bring Lorraine to my house, and, you know, she's laying on the sofa, and, and she um, – we wasn't having sex yet. Usually, Lorraine couldn't handle more than 10, 15 minutes without, like, jumping on my bones <laughs> or whatever, you know? We yeah. went over there, and she's just not taking the clothes off. Okay, fine. I'm sitting there in my underpants and T-shirt and watching TV in the room. And all of a sudden, my door opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Donna and her brother, and her, mm-hmm. and her, her, her young husband, who's 19 years old. I forget what his name is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Donna blew up, vomited all over the place. She tore up the Christmas tree. It took me took almost three weeks to get out of all of the pine needles out of the Dale apartment. Oh, and uh, yeah. and, then, and her uh, her cousin uh, drove her home, right? Um, and and you know Donna, 
if Donna and Lorraine had gotten into a fight, Lorraine would have killed her because right. you know, but but it wasn't going to go that way because you know Lorraine was way cooler than her. So Lorraine called me. That was on a Saturday. Lorraine called me up on Monday, cursed me out, and said, "Listen, I love you, but I'm not talking to you no more. I, I, listen, you, I'm going to be your number one or nobody." Mm-hmm. And so um, that blew my mind. And, I, and she said, I don't care how long it takes, but you need to tell me one way or the other. And so I didn't talk to Lorraine until April. And I came around to see what was going on. And, yeah, we, we she still was in love with me. I said, okay, listen, I got to end this other relationship. Up and I'll, I'll come back, I promise. And mm-hmm. so I did. Um, and how it, and the relationship ended was that uh, um, Donna, um, I told Donna on a Tuesday that I needed to pick up my uh, ex-wife on a Saturday night. And we was going to go somewhere. And uh, and then I had to stop and then go back and pick her up. And uh, I had no interest mm-hmm. in my ex-wife, you know, because she was a mean bitch and all that stuff, right? But mm-hmm. um, I told, you know, Donna was going to do it. And Donna was pissed off on Tuesday. And then she was pissed off on Friday even more. And she calmed down. And then Saturday, I'm like, listen, I got to go because it's time. I need to pick her up because, I, I, you know, it's like maintaining my relationship with my, my kids, you know? So Donna was so pissed off and she was drunk. She was sitting in the front seat, and then she decided to try, try to kick me. Oh, way in the car, right? She's kicking me. And see, Donna's about five feet tall, about hundred, five hundred, ten pounds, little bitty thing. Mm-hmm. And she tried to kick me and beat me up in the damn car. Oh my god! Okay, that was the last straw. I couldn't handle that anymore. That was the last time I dealt with her. And then I gave myself over to Lorraine completely. And uh, from that point forward, Lorraine was like done with me, even though, you know, we used to have sex and have fun, but she was done with me. But I couldn't deal with Lorraine until I actually got rid of Donna. Like, I had to be complete with Donna, you know, like, like completely right. complete. And so, um, you know, I'm bringing it, I'm sharing this stuff because, you know, eventually, you know, she did that thing with the kids in front of the house with this guy that she was dating. She just started dating. She never did that with me. But uh, the point is that I had to get complete with Donna before I could do anything with Lorraine. Right. And you need to get complete with Dan before you can do anything. Even if you're going to go back with Dan, you got to be complete with the Dan that you had. Right. Yeah, I know that was very entertaining and all of that. But, uh, <laughs> oh God. Ah, that whole story took wow, about three my. years to live. Yeah, it took three years to live through. And yeah, I didn't oh, know I, was just, I didn't know I was in drama. But, uh, Everything I ever did, nasty and disgusting to any woman, Lorraine did it back to me. So she she cleared my karma as much painful as that was. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, you might be dealing with, you know, karma as well for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying right. that it is, but all I'm saying is that, um, yeah, you're going to have to get complete with Dan before you could do anything else or else I'll be teaching you stuff, but it might actually, in addition to educating you, make you even more conflicted. Maybe. I don't know. Right. I just keep, so like, what, what's going through my head right now is I, I completely agree. I need to get complete with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm obviously so conflicted of, you know, which way to go and all the ways to do that and to decide. But, like, I tr- I've tried to, okay, picture, I mean, I, 
I guess I can be without him. So being with okay. him, I feel like so say, much say that, say of a struggle. Say that again. I guess, I guess I, I can be without him. Okay. And I, I mean, I guess, I mean, we still talk and everything. Um, but then there's the, like, and then I've, I've also tried to picture the, like, okay, picture being with him and picturing being with him that is um, with his two kids, the one of which was just born less than a year ago, and then be dealing with my family and not accepting him. Um, it's just, I don't, I, I just see so much more struggle than actually experiencing happiness. So uh, let me help you get 100% clear. You ready? Sure. I'm going to give you six steps, and you're going to do this as an assignment. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, sorry. It'll help you. <laughs> you know, my last, my last relationship, uh, I learned how to um, segment the um, relationship by getting complete ongoingly. What I mean by that is uh, I got inspired a couple one time, and then I did it a couple more times at appropriate times, where I was like, if the relationship ended today, could I say it was a success even if it ended today? And I was always able to say yes with integrity. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, even if a relationship is not working, like it doesn't work to stay together, right. uh, can you still consider it successful? Maybe it's not the, you know, the uh, the epitome of you know the fan the happily ever after fantasy, but you know did it work pretty much even though it ended is you know a place to look to see for you in in the relationship. So um, mm-hmm. um, so I've got an ebook. It's called uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this and, is exactly uh, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And so um, it's it's basically six exercises or six questions that you're going to answer completely and then um, uh, take it from there. So um, and then you, you'll, there's three things that you're going to get. One, um, uh, what worked, what didn't. Two, should I stay, mm-hmm. should I go. Uh, three, the lessons, what lessons are there for you to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can take it to the next thing, the next stage, wherever you're going. So you ready? Right. I'm going to write this stuff down. Oh, okay. Let me get me. <laughs> and then I, I want you to write it down so you can present to it, and then I will uh, send you the ebook. So you could, because uh, the ebook goes a little bit more deeply into it, but I wanted to give you the outline and uh, you can start thinking about it ahead of time, all right? All right, I'm ready. So the first question is um, what worked about the relationship? Okay. Okay. Uh, second is what didn't work about the relationship. I'm not putting it in the order that it is in the ebook, but it's the same six questions. Um, the third question is what worked about your partner, being with your partner, being with Dan. And the fourth one is what didn't work. Um, and. The reason why I have those questions that way is because there's a difference between being in a great relationship and being with a great partner. 
Okay. So you want to distinguish between the, the, the interaction that you have, the quality of the interactions, and the quality of the person that you was with. Two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fifth is um, what lessons, you know, did you learn out of this? Sorry, my captain at Columbus is being needy right now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, what lessons did you learn? Yeah. Um, from your partner or from your relationship? Well, from what you just wrote. From what? Oh, okay. Yeah, from what you just created for yourself. And uh, I'm actually going to look and see what the best thing you can do. I can make sure I get the last one right. I think that's a lot of things on inaccurate. I'm like, nah, we're not doing it. Bro. <laughs> uh. <laughs> should I stay? Or should I go? Do, 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 do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. To go with your partner, but didn't work with your partner. What worked about the relationship? What didn't work about the relationship? Uh, um, next step is uh, uh, what you learn about this. You want to put all that stuff together, and then uh, you got to complete the past. It'll be an opportunity for you to uh, look at that, and then. That's it. And then you'll learn your lessons. You'll see if it was worth it or not to continue to stay. And, um, yeah, so and thank God it's only 11 pages, 12 pages. 12 pages. Actually, it should be only 11. It's 12 pages. Oh, no. Yeah, 12 pages talking is bragging about me. So it's 11 pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, you won't get that back on. So is it just the five questions then? Well, it's, it's, it's five, and then it's the completion process. Okay. Yeah, like, well, what do you need to do to get complete? So um, I'm about to email to you now because we're talking here. And, um, yeah, this is more important than me giving you the next uh, of, the, of the top 20 differences, really. Okay. It's more emergency, more, not emergency, but more immediate, uh, more uh, responsible, I'd even go as far as to say. Uh, because... Yeah, uh, I would be talking to you about the top the top twenty differences, and you still be dealing with what you you talked about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you be learning more, but it won't be necessarily addressing what you need. So we'll go back to this uh, next week. That's right. Yeah, and we discussed that last week. Where different each week may need something different. Yep. In terms of where I am. Yeah. So like, so I do you remember was it last week or the week before? I had mentioned that I was meeting up with that guy for lunch and like he had previously expressed interest and 
I was like, I think I'm totally overthinking this. And they're like, yes, you are. Just go to lunch. <laughs> mm. Do you remember um, that? Don't, don't remember that. No, say it again. So well, just go you. ahead. So yeah, remember. You. Yeah, yeah. You was, having, you was going on a lunch date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we finally went to lunch today. And, you know, I went into it as it's just a lunch. Um, and it was fine. You know, we, we talked and then, you know, the bill came and he like grabbed it and I was like, Oh, well, do you want to split it? He's like, no, 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 I got it. Mm-hmm. And so like that made me feel, you know, a little some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Not that like he wouldn't let me pay for it, but like I made it mean something that, you know, is this a date or something? Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> oh my God. Lady, y'all are something. <laughs> for real. Um, but then afterwards, um, so he had, he texted me after I went back into work and was like, you know, oh, you know, you, you look really beautiful today and I just want to let you know that, and, you know, I, you know, I'd, I'd really like for us to hang out again soon. And so like, I'm trying not, cause I, cause I'm not there. Like to one, I'm not really attracted to him that way. And two, I'm just not there. Mm, <laughs> like in it. like the dating realm. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy hanging out with him. Yeah. So it's like, but I don't want to lead him on and make him think that like there's something. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. So here's what you want to know. There's a uh, thing that I've learned. Which I, I mm-hmm. really it's called uh, receiving is giving to the giver. So Wait, say that again? Receiving is giving to the giver. Okay. So when you give somebody a Christmas gift, yeah, the best gift you get is how excited they are that you gave them a gift. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, they love that gift. I'm so happy I did the right thing. I feel good about what I did and it was a wise choice and made a difference with them, blah, blah, whatever you say, right? Yeah. That's where guys come from a lot of the time, too. They'll, they'll be still accept that even if you don't like them. At least you like what they give you. Okay. So you don't have to tie to him giving you or doing something for you to obligation. Okay. It's, it's two different things. As a matter of fact, you'd be doing him a great service if you ever got into that conversation and say, listen, I want you to know I really appreciate what you did. It was generous. I loved it. It was great. I felt good about it. And that does not mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you're obligated to me or I'm obligated to you. It's two separate things. I so appreciate what you did, and I'm not interested in you, but I did really enjoy the time we had together. Right. My my um my my, my ex girlfriend, her name is Tracy. Uh, she was so great at that. Like that's what like hit on her, and she goes, "Listen, you know, I really appreciate you doing it. I understand that you know, women are giving you a hard time when they don't like you, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not interested in you, but I don't mind being a friend. You wanna you wanna like join my network marketing business or something, or I work for you know. So like, she'll look and see how she can have them contribute to her. Come to an introduction about landmark. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. So she I feel like I was, I feel like I was so much better about just doing that mm-hmm. when I had a boyfriend. Got it. Yeah. Where I was, you know, I really appreciate your 
Like I, I wouldn't even necessarily have to say I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, that's so funny. I was so much better at being like, oh, I really appreciate that. You know, if a guy gave a compliment or something, oh, thank you so yeah. much. Really appreciate that. And then, like, yeah. and it turned into, oh, can I, can I have your number? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't really have, well, especially when I was bartending. So it was, you know, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really give my, my number out. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I don't want to disrespect my boyfriend or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, oh, oh, I get that. I get that. He's a lucky man. Da, da, da. Like, it never, but, but now it's like I don't have that. I have a boyfriend thing to be like, yeah, no, I well, don't really want to. <laughs> got it. Yeah. See, see, if you come from the same context, except for, you know, and not have to be, like, you don't have to have a boyfriend there. Right. And, or, or you know, to be able to still be that same person when you deal with guys, because you see how well they treat you when you say you treat them that way. Well, when you're authentic the with them. <laughs> right. Right. Right, they can respect that. They're like, "Hey, you know what? I got it. She's still, she's not rejecting me because she's not available. Right? She's not rejecting me because she's not interested in me. So, being not being interested in somebody and not and, and rejecting them is two different things. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, I'm interested in him, just not for a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. You can you can be interested in somebody and not need it to be more than right. something. But I feel like something brings to my mind where you're, there's something where a guy's like, you know, he, he's at that point known that he's put into the friend zone or something. Mm. And that is like a deflator. Yeah, well, guys get put in the friend zone. That usually happens. I never thought of it before, but that usually happens when he thinks he's got a chance and then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But if he already knows from the beginning he doesn't, then he's not in the front zone. It just didn't work. Hmm. See, if you went out four or five times, three times, even, and then he finds out he's in the front zone, that's a crusher. Right. But if he finds out from the beginning you're not down, then it's okay. Like, you're not down. Hmm. I never thought of it before, but that's, that's how it goes. Is we know there's a likelihood of getting rejected. Right. But, but you know, you're going to reject this in a way that's rejecting? <laughs> or you're going to, like, you know, try to be kind and just let us know, hey, listen, no. Because that's how we would be if we was with a woman that we could trust that she's going to be able to handle no. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be like, listen, you know, I, I like you a lot. I'm not interested in that, but I still don't mind being around you and, and, and interacting with you. And, like, you can be your friends, but it's, like, not interested that kind of way, right? So right. if a guy if a guy met a woman he wasn't interested in and he felt like he could say that to her without getting beat up, he would say that. Because <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't take no from guys very well at all. We take it better than y'all do by a lot. Even though we don't take it well either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean no? I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why men don't tell the truth a lot of the time because they know that she's going to lose her mind and vomit all over him, and then he's going to be like, oh, shit, yeah, she must have a motherfucker thing, damn it. And then he shuts yeah. up until you, until you run out of words to say, and then he goes to his man cave. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Um, so Basically, I just need to be upfront about it, to say my yeah. piece and 
Yeah. Well, you're already not going to do it. You just, you know, you just have considerations now that's unnecessary. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I got to tell you, this has been an awesome call because you're making me say stuff I ain't said in a long time, man. I hope you write this down. <laughs> well, I, can, I can always transcribe. I'm good, you know. That's what I was going to say. You got to record it. <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I do record stuff, so I can, like, go back if I have to say, you know, was that? Let me see if I can learn something new from one of my recordings, hmm, like that, you know? So mm-hmm. it's all good. No, it's definitely been helpful. Thank you so much. As a matter of fact, you know, it might not be a bad idea for you to transcribe your own recordings. You got, you got the invite on, on Dropbox, right? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> It wouldn't be a bad idea if you transcribe, you know, listen to it and, and put, put our notes and stuff to make you say, oh, damn. Because I promise you, every once in a while, you're going to be like, oh, I think I missed that the first time. Hmm. So, you, you don't have to do it. I'm saying it's like extra credit for yourself, but it's truly extra credit. <laughs> right. So, I want to get the most out of this one as well. Yeah. You already got two emails, <sighs> and now you're going to have two recordings. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're killing me. Well, well, listen, you know, you spend money. I want to make sure you get your money's worth. I like over-delivering, damn it. Hey. <laughs> you know, well, I'll take it, Tony. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be telling you, like, you know, I paid all this money, and all I got was... <laughs> no, no, we're not saying that. That's one thing you ain't going to be able to say to me. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, so... Um, yeah, I want to say, uh, you know, if you ever get a chance to do nothing, um, you know, read a chapter. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought I see you got that. Uh, oh my you know, first off, do the ebook exercise. It's short. You know, uh, it's impactful, but it's brief. You know, it's just, if you have any questions, feel free to text me, email me, whatever. But um, but um, yeah, you know, go through that, and then that way you give you a chance to be complete about him, Dan, yeah. and you. Even more so, complete about you with that, right? Right. So that's the thing you need to do because you know you might come, you might come find do all that work and find wow, oh, I really should be with him. That's a whole other story. It could be, but you got to complete yeah. the old story first. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to go that way, but it could. And, you know, now you want to be open to that. Not yeah. necessarily my gut feeling that it's not, but yeah, yeah, mine too. But. You know, I don't know what you're going to open up and realize for yourself. So just do that. And then, um, you know, we'll talk. Okay. Um, we're probably, probably not going to talk on Christmas Day because, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say probably yeah. not. Probably, uh, you know, we could do the day after, the day before, you know. I know uh, I have the day after. I guess it all depends on if I stay up with my parents. Yeah. Um, but I know I have a dinner Tuesday night, and then I have a family gathering Wednesday night. Sure. So wait, well, you, you, Mon- you, wait, Monday? Yeah, sorry. Monday's Christmas. Right, yeah, Monday's Christmas, and then I have definitely have dinner Tuesday and then Wednesday. Um, well, we can do a morning call. We can do a morning call. Cool, you do like a, a morning or an afternoon call? Yeah. Okay. Um, you let me know. Can, yeah, can I let you, let you know when I figure out what the hell's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you might have a desire to call me um, during the week once you have, you know, some mind blowing revelation to do it. Yeah, today's only Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, um, if that happens, 
Holla back at your boy, your coach. Okay, well, well. Anything you want to say um, in completion? No, I think that's it. I think we had a pretty sweet session. This is not the kind of information you would ever get from Landmark. They they will go to deep in the relationship. Swear to God. Mm-mm. <laughs> like I, I can see where like I'm I'm putting kind of my own distinctions into it, but it's definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not the the Landmark space, which I kind of needed yeah. some. I mean, because oh my God, I'm so in deep with Landmark right now that it's nice to have a little be able to like talk about the distinctions but not completely work in them yeah, in terms of relationships. Them, be controlled by them, be like told you better use them and all right. that stuff. Totally got it. I mean, boy. One yeah. of the greatest things, one of the greatest experiences I had was being on an end team and being in the team management leadership program at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was both the team one leader and a men's team captain at the same time. Oh my goodness. They, one took care of the other, I swear to God. The team, team one leader helped me be a better captain, and being the captain helped me be a better team one leader, I swear to God. Oh, man, it was, it was I, wished, I, I wish that everybody could experience that. It ain't going to happen. But, man, one thing to help me with the other one, it was, it was an amazing experience. So I wasn't completely a land marshal, and I wasn't completely a man's team captain. I, you know, I mean, I was completely one of those, but I wasn't, like, how can I say, um, locked in that kind of way. They both right. helped with the other way. So it was, it was, it was huge support, um, you know, around it. So, um, yeah, it was uh, awesome. And so, you know, you could consider uh, me being, you know, your balancing act uh, while we're working together um, while you're around a landmark. So, all right. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to be doing the complete balancing act too with uh SELP and I def and uh, as of Wednesday, so Wednesday I had my interview for the promotion, and then I also had my TMLP interview with Lisa, mm. and I'm officially accepted into TMLP. So awesome. here goes the roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, well, you're always gonna have this a team. As long as you're on team, you got me as a coach, right in the background there. So what? Um, you know, in terms of the other stuff, well, you know different story, but you got me for right. two years if you want me for two years on team, so I'll be a super super My honor. So. All right, go handle your business, my sister. It's been awesome. Hey, you too. And if I don't talk to you before then, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. Yay. All right, Yay. talk to you later. All right, bye, thank you. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.